Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash poopshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome once again to another edition of the All-American Spook Show Podcast. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined with my friend Will. Oh my god, I searched a uh, Paris Hilton video online and got the wrong thing. Oh, was it House of Wax or something uh-huh. or something else? Uh, it was... It was <laughs> my wife said I was watching wrong. Uh, well. <laughs> Did she join in? No. <laughs> um, that's unfortunate. And the professor himself, Smoke. Hey. And today... As we kind of alluded to, uh, we are here to discuss the remake of House of Wax from 2005. Now, this is a remake of a remake, though. I'd kind of, I, I knew that there was a, you know, the old uh, Vincent Price House of Wax. I knew that was a thing, mm. but I didn't realize that that was a remake of Mystery of the Wax Museum from 1933. Yep. Which I've never seen that. Uh, I, I, is that a silent film, I, I, or is that like right around the time, no, of, no, the beginning of the uh, talkies? Yeah, right in the early days of talkies. The talkies. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, I can't remember who was in it right now, right off the top of my head, but I remember I, I, I've got the DVD and I've seen it at least once. And it was decent. It was already pretty good, but uh, the, the Vincent Price movie, I think, uh, definitely added to it. It was, was a little bit better and, for me personally. The movie. And then I, this version perfected the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the story was a little bit different. The story was a little bit different from the original one to the Vincent Price one, and then, of course, vastly different when oh, we yeah. get to the 19th. Or the 2005 one. Almost completely, like, the only thing that has anything to do with it is Wax Dummies and the name of the movie. That's pretty much it, right? (laughs) So, yeah, this ought to be uh, entertaining. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be as long as our usual episodes because I don't know uh, how much we can uh, wax poetic, get it? Wow. About this movie. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll try to make something happen here. I mean, sometimes these... uh, you know, no matter your opinion on the movie, sometimes they can, these can make some of our best uh, episodes. We'll see how this one goes. This, this one will be dripping with, with comedy. Oh, see? See, it's already start. Um, Are you watching that wrong Paris Hilton one? No. <laughs> <laughs> or was that the right Paris Hilton one? <laughs> Look, I'm not going to have a lot to talk about. It was only about five, ten minutes long, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I only watched about a minute and a half of it. That's all I needed. <laughs> So as always, you can contact us 
through email at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at AA Spook Show. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You can find us by searching for All American Spook Show. Um, we have a Tee Public page where uh, you know you can go on there and uh, buy T-shirts and pillows and face masks and mugs and everything like with logos and. We're going to be putting up, well, I've put up a couple different designs, and I'm going to be putting up a new one here pretty soon, which will be a, a callback to uh, The Devil's Reign. If you listen to that episode, you probably uh, will figure out what we're going to put on a shirt that's uh, <laughs> connected to that. Although, you probably could pull a few out of that episode, um, to be fair. I- I'll say before we get you can there, always You can always check out our Tinder uh, uh, profile, <laughs> our Match.com, you know, all that good stuff. I don't think we're on any of those services, Will. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll go ahead and say before we get deep into the weeds here with Old House of Wax, uh, we are a spoiler-filled podcast. So if you have not seen this movie, I suggest you go ahead and You're hit lucky. Pa- no, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't put the cart before the horse, there, Professor. <laughs> um, I would suggest just uh, uh, you know pause this, go uh, find it. It's I, I'm, I believe I watched it on HBO Max if I remember correctly because I watched this like over a week ago. I can't remember, but. Pretty sure, as of the recording of this, it was available on HBO Max. And it might be in other places, but uh, go go find it, check it out, and then come back and uh, listen to us chat about this uh, terrific piece of modern-day cinema. Oh, yeah, that's it, yep. Yeah, something like that. So I guess before we uh, go into the background of House of Wax, we'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for House of Wax from 2005. You guys going to do it tonight or what? Stop! What the hell is that? What does he want? Can we help you? Maybe we're on his property. I'm gonna turn your lights off. That guy was a freak. So let's get out of here. All right, let's go. Come on, he's gone. Is anybody? No, nobody. Hello? I don't think anyone's here. Hey, where's that house of wax? It is wax. Literally. This is weird. Looks like a hell of a party. Look how detailed this is. Tell me this doesn't look real. Saying that that's a real person underneath. They're all wax, everyone. Please, somebody! You gotta be careful. I am being careful. All right, and that was the trailer for House of Wax. I guess, you know, before we go into the background, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about our initial reactions here. So 
Will, is this uh, the first time you saw this? Uh, yep. It's definitely the first time I've seen it. Well, what'd you think? Yes, it was the first time I've seen it. <laughs> and? Uh, <laughs> it had some people in it. Yeah. I, I believe that was one <laughs> of the critic reviews that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Movie starring people. Trying. I'm trying not to be negative right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I most, people, I, most people, most I, I people, I would think. For a two-man show, I mean, it was pretty good. <laughs> I would say most people are already reading the tea leaves on this one, but uh, uh, Professor, what do you say, what do you have to say? What are your uh, initial reactions? Is this the first time? Or I think you said you had started it or something, right? And then, Yeah. yeah. yeah I was going to say, well, like Will, pretty much it's the first time I've watched it all the way through. I, in 2005, when it first came out, or 2006, whenever it first came out on DVD, rented it. And I got about halfway through it, and I mean, I I don't remember what something came up. It wasn't. I didn't just I didn't just stop watching it just because I didn't want to watch it anymore. It's just you had to go up, to the bathroom. Back, and the, yeah, I had to go get a never drink. Never came back. <laughs> yeah, it must have been a good drink. <laughs> and then and then took it back to the video store. And never got back to watching it again until right before we did the you know we're doing the podcast. So I saw like I said up to I mean it might have been more than halfway through because I do remember a certain point when a certain person gets killed in the movie that we'll get to. I think I got to that point. So See, it might have been a little bit more than halfway through. I'm almost willing to bet now that you're saying this, you watched it, and you, and you just blocked it out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. Very well could be that. <laughs> and it's just now creeping back up on you. Oh, yeah, I do remember some of this. Uh, it, it was a movie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was something, wasn't it? It was. It was. <laughs> I have thumbs, say Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> uh, don't use them on this one. Well, th- this is uh, kind of the backwards thing for uh, for us, uh, as it usually is. Usually it's like uh, Smoke has already seen it. Will probably hasn't seen it. And, uh, you know, and it's 50-50 whether I've seen it or not. This time, I've actually seen this before, and I went to the movie theater and saw this movie. <laughs> so I'm, I'm one of the ten people that can claim that. <laughs> I don't recall sitting down and watching it since then. So this is the first time in uh, literally 15 years. Uh, well, I'll be honest. If you had seen it, man, I'd, I'd, I would have real questions. If you had watched it more than twice, <laughs> not for the podcast. <laughs> I think my initial reactions were about the same. I don't know. Maybe I might have, you know, not going too deep into it, you know, because we give our star ratings at the end. But I may have liked it a tad more than I remembered. But you know, we'll, we'll get into that later on. Um, yeah, I was going to say something along those lines. Too, but yeah, I'll just wait till we. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get deep in the uh, our, our true opinions at, at the end, like we always do, and of course our uh, stick around for the gore score, presented by the Professor Smoke and the Kill Count, presented by Will over there. I, I want a cool nickname. Guy number three. <laughs> Third guy from the left. Yeah. Third guy from the list says, meh. All right, so this movie, let's get let's get into the background here. This movie was released May six, two thousand five. So. Um, this was a little of the recording of this episode. This was a little over uh, uh, 15 years ago, so it's an anniversary year. It was released by Village Roadshow Pictures, Dark Castle Entertainment, and distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. We've done a lot of. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have a tally or anything like that, but it seems like we've done a lot of Warner Brothers movies for some reason. I guess yeah, both just, classic and newer ones. You know? Yeah, yeah. I guess <laughs> we just got caught up in their library here recently, just completely by accident. But here we are. Uh, it was rated R, of course, and the total runtime of this is. Pretty long for uh, this type of movie. It's an hour and fifty-three minutes. Definitely long for for that era, for like early two thousand. Yeah, you know, that too. Trying to get movies in at about an hour and a half when it came to horror. And I will say that you know sometimes you're like you know that was a fast hour fifty-three or man I really would have liked it would have been maybe a little longer. This isn't 
I don't think this falls into those categories. <laughs> this is one of those where, like, they should have stuck to about an hour and a half, hour and 20, and, uh, st- uh, you know, did what they were going to do and then got the hell out. But, nope, they, they stayed around at least 23 minutes too long. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they could have definitely trimmed up a little bit of the front end of the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, no question. <laughs> I wonder if this thing would have been any better with Perez Hilton in it. Probably not. Okay. It might have been a little funnier, I guess. Probably not. On IMDb, it is listed as a horror slash thriller. And uh, like we said earlier, it is a loose remake of the 1953 film of the same name, which was itself a remake of the 1933 film, Mystery of the Wax Museum. One thing I, I did find out doing the background information that we normally do here, this movie, it, you know, it's 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 uh, a screenplay written by t- uh, twin brothers, which we'll get into but it's based on a story by Charles Belden. Now, Charles Belden wrote the first Mystery of the Wax Museum, and he also wrote, 20 years later, House of Wax. And he was the principal in Saved by the Bell. No, no, that's, uh, that's Mr. Belding. This is Charles Belden. Completely different. <laughs> yeah, uh... same guy. <laughs> All right, we'll go with it. <laughs> Fuck it, who cares? Um, but he, he did a number of things back in the uh, you know 30s through the uh, 50s, and then apparently he died not too long after uh, House of Wax came out. You know, the one in 1953. He only died like a year or two later. Um, but the, basically, those two movies are his, his biggest claims to fame. He, he had done a number of other things, and, and maybe even some things that you know listeners of the show might know him from, but those were basically his, his big ones. And, and like uh, Smoke, you said, they're, they're kind of different, right, from, from those, even those two versions. Yeah, even those two are like a little bit now. You know, they're much closer. Those two are much closer than this movie versus any of those other two movies. But, but yeah, those first two are a little bit closer story storyline wise. And if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I, you know, the first movie didn't benefit from having a horror icon like Vincent Price. And, oh, and also, uh, I guess we could mention. I mean, at some point, well, I'm sure we'll do House of Wax, the original one, on the show. I mean, it's a much you know, <laughs> much better, more entertaining. That actually has an early appearance by Charles Bronson too in that movie. Wow. The original, I mean, in the in the set in the nineteen fifty yeah fifty three yeah 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 apparently it was uh I, I think the first one the the mystery of the wax museum was actually uh, mm-hmm. a, uh I think a stage play that uh I guess he they turned into a film and then you know then they changed it twenty years later and made a house of wax but I'm pretty sure I read somewhere yeah, that, that it was, that was uh, a big thing going around then too at the time I mean, even Dracula from uh, Universal in the nineteen thirty one right I believe was based on the stage play version mm-hmm. rather than necessarily the book. Probably everything of that, like in that era, probably was honestly either a stage play or like something from radio or something, right? Mm-hmm. A radio drama or something, because that's pretty much was the uh, the top medium of the time, and film was kind of secondary until a little later on. You know, and then they finally yeah. realized that they could make a ton of money off of it, and away we go. But uh, at the time, it was it probably would have been stage plays and radio dramas and stuff that a lot of films were based on. Yeah. So on IMDb. It has 5.3 out of 10 stars, so it's a little, a little above 50%, which is actually pretty good, especially or at least halfway decent, especially compared to what it got on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a 26% on the tomato meter. It has a better audience score. At, you know, that's the way that these things normally go, it seems like, with uh, 42%. Still not great, but, you know, we, I think we've talked about some that are far worse. So, you know, it's, it's firmly in that meh category, I'd say. <laughs> the movie was filmed basically sometime in the month of May and maybe into June of 2004 in Australia. And I believe that like, the entire thing was shot in Australia. The budget for this movie was $40 million. I'm sure they, they blew most of that on the, uh, the last 20 or 30 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, with the literal house of wax, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
uh, made for nice visual. I'm, I'm sure it was pretty expensive. As we always do, the box office numbers. It came out the weekend of May 6th through the 8th. And it opened up at number two that weekend. And it made a little over $12 million that first weekend. Which, you know, isn't great. But, uh, you know... Not you know it did come in number two, so it's it's not a horrible haul. Obviously, it opened up the same weekend as the number one movie that you know that weekend, Kingdom of Heaven. It made uh, nineteen point six million dollars that weekend, and it also opened up the same weekend as the number four movie that week, Crash. Which uh, wasn't that the movie that ended up winning like uh, the best picture that year or something? It seems like it, Crash might have, right? If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, that uh, David Cronenberg movie about car crashes and sex. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, of wait, course. That's a different. Oh, that's a different crash. Different. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Kingdom of Heaven, House of Wax, and Crash came out the same weekend. They they were one, two, four respectively. Number three that weekend was The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Number five, The Interpreter. Number six. Triple X State of the Union, number seven, Sahara, number eight, uh, 18th version of the Amityville Horror, which I believe that was the one that had Ryan Reynolds in it, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, was it? That was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty much. I, I pretty much. I, that's something I'm lacking on as far as I've only seen like the first three Amityville movies, I think. I'll stop there. <laughs> I mean, oh, is that the remake you were talking Yeah, about? yeah, this is the remake. The one this that is, has Ryan Reynolds? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty that's, sure this yeah. is the one with Ryan Reynolds. That, uh, yeah, that's right. Which, if I recall, like not being horrible. I mean, it ain't the original, but you no, know, it's, no, it's a remake yeah, yeah. Uh, for what it, you know, a, a modern remake. It wasn't horrible. Mm-hmm. Number nine, a lot like love, and then number ten was Fever Pitch, that uh, Jimmy Fallon movie. See, so you can kind of see what the the temperature of the room was at the time. Like this is around the same time. Like Constantine is still playing in theaters. Sin City, you know, the first one, uh, The Ring Two. So uh, you you kind of see what was going on at the time there. It ended up making here in the U.S. domestically thirty-two million dollars. Internationally, it made thirty-six point seven million dollars. In particular, in the U.K., it made five point three million. So that that was actually the second largest haul. So the worldwide gross was sixty-eight point seven million dollars. So a budget of forty million, and it and it only made sixty-eight point seven, which I guess you know isn't terrible, but you know obviously you know it could have done better. But I. I this information isn't always available, but I did. I saw this, so I'll go ahead and include it in. Apparently, it made or it earned forty-two million dollars afterwards in VHS and DVD rentals. Wow! So they made so they made their budget back just in VHS and DVD rentals <laughs> after that. Now this has to be like towards the tail end of that, right? I mean, because like what Blockbuster is pretty much dead within five years after that, right? So give or take. A few, a couple years. So, um, this is when there was still money to be made on that market. I guess I, I don't even oh, think yeah. that I don't even think that includes like what they probably made off of sales. You know, selling uh, uh, VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray copies of it or whatever. That's just the rentals. So I thought that was pretty yeah. interesting. And that that's not something that I always see when I'm going over these numbers. So I thought it was kind of interesting to throw it in. Another interesting thing: this movie won some awards. It won the Golden Raspberry Award for worst. <laughs> Supporting actress, guess who? <laughs> Paris Hilton. Good old Paris. <laughs> yes. Worst supporting actress. It won the Teen Choice Awards. It won a few Teen Choice Awards. For Best Actor in an Action Adventure Thriller for Chad Michael Murray. Best Scream Scene of the Year, Paris Hilton. So that was, I'm assuming that was her death scene. That won the <laughs> Best Scream Scene of the Year. And, and you're going to love this. It won Best Horror Film, mm-hmm. Teen Choice Award. Now, 
I'm just going to throw out the other nominees, and you tell me whether it deserved the mantle of best horror film from 2005. I'm just going to go ahead and answer it, and that's yes. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> the remake of the Amityville Horror, Constantine, The Grudge, the first one, or, you know, uh, the, the American version of The Grudge, Hide and Seek, The Ring 2, the first Saw movie, and The Village, that M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Village. <laughs> So you tell me of those movies. All I heard was garbage and trash. <laughs> Nothing holds up like House of Wax. You can imagine. <laughs> Once again, another little interesting. It's pretty, uh, pretty. Uh, <laughs> it beat out Saw. I mean, for that, for the Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> yep. Well, this is the Teen, Teen Choice Force. Awards we're talking about here, so yeah. it's not. It's not like the uh, fucking. Uh, you know, for a Hollywood foreign press we're talking about here, but you know, so put it in perspective. But still, yes, it beat out the first Saw movie. <laughs> now, isn't the Teen Choice Awards like don't? Isn't it pretty much like if the first like the person they want to win it doesn't show up, they don't give them the award, <laughs> and it just goes to the next I'm one in sure, line. I'm sure most of these award ceremonies are, or at least those kind, those level of award ceremonies probably do work like that, like. All right, we got 10 nominees. Who can we actually get to show up? <laughs> oh, they'll show up? All right, you win. <laughs> we'll be there. Paris Hilton wants to be in front of a camera? Yeah. Oh, and, and yeah, at this point... Why, now, that's why it won the Teen Choice Award. <laughs> yeah, exa exactly. Well, that and I'm sure a few other reasons. Like, this entire... like, Or yeah. at least half the cast was, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, pretty I mean, hot it was shit. A, it was basically a teen stock and slash is what they turned it into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> half the cast of this movie was pretty hot shit at the time. You know, they were all popular from other things yeah. and their, their star was rising, so to speak. This ended that abruptly. Uh, another interesting thing to point out was the soundtrack of this movie this is one of those like there's a lot of movies from the late 90s to early 2000s where like you get the usual suspects on these horror soundtracks for some reason yeah <laughs> um yeah. this one features like a like a time capsule snapshot of 2005 right there. yeah there's like a time from like i don't know 98 to 99 up until like probably around this time 05 06 07 where like every soundtrack had like you know some combination of the same like dozen bands. One of them was yeah. one of these bands that I'm about to name was probably on every fucking soundtrack of a horror movie at the time. Uh, the soundtrack featured Deftones, My Chemical Romance, Disturbed, Marilyn Manson, and, and a handful of others. But I guarantee you, one of those that I just named it probably appears on at least every damn soundtrack. <laughs> For about a 10-year period. And not even necessarily always horror. Just like any action, thriller, horror type movie that came out at that time. Like one of those bands is going to be on it, you know? <laughs> yep. At least one. <laughs> yeah. So it was directed by... Uh, now, I'm, I'm not dead sure exactly how to pronounce it, but I'm pretty sure it's... Uh, uh, Jaume Collette Serra. This was his feature film debut. And uh, he also uh, ended up directing The uh, Orphan, The Shallows. And uh, he directed four different Liam Neeson movies. So apparently they're, they're, they got pretty tight around this time period. Mm. The four Liam Neeson movies were Unknown, Nonstop, Run All Night, and The Commuter, which I think that one was only like a year or two ago. He's also directed a couple of rock movies recently. Um, the one that's going to be coming out sooner or later called Jungle Cruise, which is based on that Disney World ride. Oh, yeah. And uh, apparently he is going to be the director of Black Adam, uh, you know, the DC Universe movie with The Rock yeah. as uh, Black Adam. So apparently now he's he had a relationship with Liam Neeson. Now he's moving over to The Rock. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, clearly. Apparently the he smells what The Rock is cooking. Yeah, obviously. But he's he's had a pretty high level of success, you know, with those movies that I named off. So fairly successful director. 
I mean, this movie started it, so imagine that. Now, he's probably about the only uh, success story that comes out of this movie. Because <laughs> almost everyone else involved either, like, had already been successful or, you know, and they were, you know, specifically the producers or the uh, most of the actors and actresses in this were, like, hot, you know, hot commodities at the time. And then, you know, slowly... <laughs> Went back down to TV Slowly? land. Slowly? <laughs> well, maybe uh, at a uh, <laughs> uh, streaking speed, meteoric, <laughs> straight down. How about Usain Bolt running into a, uh, an enormous boulder? <laughs> called House of Wax. It should have been called Ball <laughs> of Wax. Um, like I said, this is uh, based on a story by Charles Belden, who wrote the first two uh, incarnations of this movie. The screenplay was written by twins, Chad and Carrie Hayes, who, uh, once again, you know, I, I, I will admit, they did have some success after this because uh, they wrote The Reaping and they also wrote the first two Conjuring movies. So they did have some success after this. I take that back. It was produced by Joel Silver, who, you know, you would mostly, I mean, like, tons of uh, hits and he's had his finger in a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, uh, movies that had a lot of success. But in particular, for the listeners of The Spook Show, you'd probably uh, recognize his name from uh, Tales from the Crypt movies. Or specifically, Tales from the Crypt, the show on HBO. And he also produced the uh, the two uh, two of the movies that came out, Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood. And uh, he also was one of the producers on the first Predator movie. You know, the, the one really, truly only good one. It was also produced by Robert Zemeckis, who, once again, you know, you'd, you'd know that name from uh, a ton of shit. He directed all three of the Back to the Future movies and Forrest Gump. And he's been a producer on, uh, God, you know, a hundred different projects. Uh, so Joel Silver and Robert Zemeckis, big-time names in, in Hollywood. All right, so this movie stars Alicia Cuthbert as Carly Jones. Basically, you would know her as uh, the daughter of Jack Bauer from 24, especially back in this time, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that was... Yeah, that 24 had already been out by the time this movie came along, so... She was already big from that, and she also starred in the movie The Girl Next Door, and uh, apparently she was also in the show Are You Afraid of the Dark? She was in a handful of episodes uh, back in the late 90s of that, so I'm sure for listeners of this, they might they might uh, recognize her from that, if nothing else. It stars Chad Michael Murray as Nick, Carly's brother. You would know him from One Tree... Well, maybe Will would know him from One Tree Hill, and uh, he was in the movie... <laughs> this has got to be one of the most convoluted movie names of all time. The Haunting in Connecticut 2, Ghost of Georgia. Now you tell me if uh, geographically that movie title makes any sense whatsoever. I'm hoping in this one, Georgia is a person. Nope. Nope. I, th- I think it takes place in Georgia. It's almost yeah, it like... Already, it's Haunting in Connecticut, so like, I guess we well, can't call it Haunting in Georgia, Ghost of Connecticut 2. No. no about, <laughs> there's a bunch of different possible combinations of titles I guess you can, you can work around. It also stars Brian Van Holt as Bo. Um, he's kind of the uh, the dude in the, in the movie that lives in the town there. You may know him from Black Hawk Down. And the dude's been tons of television uh, shows, in, in, including the show, I guess, over the last handful of years called Cougar Town. And, of course, it stars Paris Hilton as Paige, which, what would you know Paris Hilton from? Just the fact that she's the rich. Simple life. <laughs> she's rich uh, and hot. I mean, that's about it, right? <laughs> The only the only interesting uh, credit I could find for her was uh, she was in Repo the Genetic Opera. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I, I can't remember who directed that right off the top of my head right now, but I remember uh, it had a lot of other music types in it too, like the 
like uh, Ogre from Skinny Puppy and a bunch of other you know musicians. I think were in it as well. Yeah, I think she's really tried to give music a go, and it just it just hasn't worked. If for whatever reason you don't know exactly who she is, she's like the uh, one of the uh, heirs to the uh, Hilton Hotel fortune. So she doesn't really have to do anything with her time except for swimming her uh, money bin. But she tries to do shit, so I give her credit for that. <laughs> She's been in uh, a handful of TV shows and movies, just, you know, nothing's really ever caught on for her, so she's just kind of famous for being famous, really. And what was that show? Did, was that was that the show Willie mentioned? Was that the name of the show that had her and uh, Lionel Richie, the daughter? Nicole yeah, Richie? yep, yep. Uh, the Simple, Simple Life. Life, yep. That was it? Okay. I think that's kind of where she came into prominence, you know, yeah. to the mainstream was from that, and then, you know, away we go after that, but, and this was clearly, I think, just a, a name grab for them, right? Oh, yeah. Actually, one of the things that I read, it was, she was one of the first people cast, and they put the cast around her. I don't doubt it. Just, just for the name, you know, like, especially at this time, and to, you're talking, when they're making this, it's 04, this movie comes out in 05, I mean, she was probably, arguably, at the height of her popularity in this time frame, so I'm sure they just wanted to get her attached, you know, like, and I'm sure that was one of the selling points. Like, oh, shit, let's go see the horror movie with Paris Hilton in it, you know? So we'll just, we'll just start with her and just build around, like you said. And uh, finally, the only, I mean, I think really the only other name to mention from this movie is it's got Jared Padalecki in it as Wade. Um, he plays uh, Carly's boyfriend. Spook Show fans will probably know him best from his role in Supernatural, which has been on like 85 seasons on the CW. Like, that show's been on for a long time. Yeah. And uh, also, he was in the Friday the 13th remake from 2009. Apparently, House of Wax didn't deter him from uh, doing another horror remake, because uh, four years later, he made Friday the 13th. So, that was pretty much about all the background stuff I had. I mean, were you guys able to dig up anything before we get into the movie? Unless we want to, unless you want to talk about a little bit about Dark Castle. I mean, they're, you know, the, the production company that made it, or one of the production companies. Their first movie was House on Haunted Hill remake. And well, first of all, the name, what Dark Castle comes from, William Castle, the gimmicky director of the, that did like uh, 13 Ghosts, which they also produced a remake of that too. Yeah, I said the Vincent Price movie, House on Haunted Hill. Again, there's another tie in there with this being a remake of a Vincent Price movie too. Mm-hmm. And I think they did, have y'all ever seen a Ghost Ship? Oh yeah. That's Ghost Ship with a P, not, not Ghost Go- Shit. <laughs> ghost Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I have to clean up Ghost Shit all the time in my house. You too. Right. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. But, Matter uh, of fact, yeah. I'm pretty sure I went to the movie theater and saw that one too. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Actually, that, that was it. Wasn't too terrible. I, I don't mean, remember. I can get some entertainment. I don't remember I being overly uh, enthused about it, but I don't remember hating it either. So I yeah, yeah, same. Here. I'm I sure. Mean, I we'll do remember get... the opening scene was pretty awesome. I had, it had a great uh, splattery opening scene with that. Uh, that it was on a ship, of course. You know the cable. Like when, like uh, I can't remember what exactly it was, what line it was, but it was like a steel cable mm-hmm. that ends up snapping, and it's you know basically like a giant rubber band, but steel cable that I think it decapitates some people, to cut some people in half at the waist and all that stuff. That was like one of the opening scenes. I guess the scene that made the people on the ship ghosts. Yeah, yeah, it seems like I kind of recall that. That, that that's definitely something we'll have to get around to here on the uh, Spook yeah. Show. Just to uh, yeah, you said yeah, that, that another, dark, that dark, castle? dark castle. Okay, yeah, they did that one too, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and a handful of few other, well, thirteen ghosts that remake. They, I think they even branched out. I, I, they initially started to be to you know put, do remakes of William Castle movies, but they, they quickly like branched out into other original films too, like Ghost Ship. Yeah, even they did Rock and Roller. I think yeah, they even went outside of horror realm for a while. I'm not even sure now though if they're still putting anything out. I don't. Th- I, I don't remember hearing anything recently of any Dark Castle movies. So it sounds like we have them to blame for a lot of the uh, early 2000s uh, horror remakes. Yeah, certainly those handful in there that. That for better or worse, you know, uh, 
open the gate, fully gates for more to come. I guess like like I said, the House on Haunted Hill, Thirteen Ghosts. This one definitely not my forte. Or as a remake, you know, whenever we're talking about remakes, I mean, I think I've mentioned that on the show before. It's a, it really has to be an offer, really something for me to like really get into the remake. Yeah, I mean, we haven't done a lot. I think we've done two or three, you know, a handful of uh, remakes, you know, talking about, you know, in the episodes here on the Spook Show, but they're usually not as good as the originals. I mean, it's very rare, right? That like, or at least, you know, it seems like modern remakes, like, you know, there, there might have been a movie in the 30s or 40s or 50s that was remade, say, in the 60s, 70s or 80s that was pretty good. But for whatever reason, like, the remakes of the last 20 years have rarely um, nailed it. Very rarely. I mean, I guess there are probably a few examples. I can't think of one right off yeah, the top of my to, head. But I think, hell, you know, we could probably do almost an entire show off of, of uh, you know, each of us taking that handful of five or whatever re- remakes that we like and talking about possible remakes that, that we maybe like better than the original. There's not too many of them for me, but there are some out there. At some yeah. point, we might have to do something like that. I'm all in, but there'd have to be some homework involved. Cause, you know, <laughs> you yeah, really have no, to like, yeah, damn, you know, all right, I need a list of remakes. Now I need to figure out which one of these I actually liked, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I can think of one that I think we all enjoyed pretty good that we already talked about here on the Spook Show was uh, the recent remake of Halloween. I think we all enjoyed that. I mean, obviously not as yeah, much as yeah. the original, but um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just as good, if not better than, say, Rob Zombie's remake. And uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, and I didn't hate Rob Zombie's remake. Yeah, 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 exactly. Movie. Yeah, I definitely thought it was uh, this movie, this recent Halloween. I guess you'd call it more of a, well, it's a sequel, right? Even true, though it's kind of touted as, as a, well, it's pretty much just a sequel to the original Halloween that came out. Yeah, yeah. Disregarding all the other ones. But, but yeah, I thought it was. And there, there are some out there that I think are better. I, I won't name them here because, like I said, I think we can make this on another show or whatever. But there are a handful out there that I do like, actually, the remakes better than the original. Now, most of those didn't. Most of those remakes came out probably in the '80s or before, like we'd mentioned. Yeah, like you said, maybe Not that's something we can we can we can take a deeper dive into uh, sometime oh, yeah. soon. You know, that, that'd be an interesting little topic. But it, this definitely isn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert: This ain't one. It's intermission. It's intermission. It's intermission. It's intermission. Ice cream, candy, lemonade, too. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Smokey, you been listening to uh, anything on Audible here lately? Uh, yeah, I just started... Uh, the Hobbit is read by Rob Inglis, and it's good. I mean, I haven't heard anything else narrated by him before, but he's got a great uh, voice for The Hobbit. You know, like any good narrator, he he comes up with his own inflections for different voices and everything, and definitely gets you into the story. So uh, I'm by I think chapter three at this point. I mean, I've read The Hobbit probably at least twice before the third time, and then the main draw for this was. Because I'd heard that the Rob English narrated version is really good. Yeah, I'm just uh, looking here on Audible. Like, you know, I just searched The Hobbit and I was looking at some other things. Apparently, there's other versions of it. Um, yeah, I think there is a, quite a few. Even a radio, you know, after, the, I mean, not directly after this, but later on, sometime down the road, uh, there is a, uh, I'm, I'm not even sure if this is on Audible yet, but there's a radio play, I believe, BBC radio drama, The Hobbit, that's supposedly real good with music and. All kind of stuff cut into it. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. There's a, uh, yeah, this was from BBC Radio. 
okay, um, cool. That is on Audible. Is that new? Yeah, yeah, it's on Audible. Oh, it's awesome. a it's a dramatized yeah. version from uh, BBC Radio. There's actually a, a two dramatized versions at least that I see here. That one's from BBC, and then there's just another dramatized version that's a little longer than that one. But uh, yeah, so there's at least two different dramatized versions of it on there. So. That would be kind of cool to give it a listen. Tons of other things. I mean, uh, tons of ghost stories, haunted house stories, all kinds of horror collections. If any of that interests you whatsoever, you can uh, download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash for your free audiobook. So I guess uh, unless you guys had anything else to add here, we'll go ahead and go blow by blow to the movie here. Like, I didn't take, I didn't take like, deep notes, and I watched this, like, over a week ago, so uh, I'm sure some of it will come back as I'm uh, uh, talking about it, but... Uh, you guys might have to help me through it if I'm forgetting something. You know, some particular detail. The movie starts in 1974, and there's, like, some kids. There's, like, a kid sitting there eating, like, oatmeal or something at the table. And then they bring in this other kid, and they have to strap it down to a chair. I guess because it's not it's, it's being unruly or not listening or something. And they just <laughs> strap the kid down to the chair. And then you see the title screen. like, And it takes a long time for you to figure out <laughs> what the hell that has to do with anything whatsoever. But Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, weird, it's a weird open. You know, you're like... Where are we here? What are we doing? Yeah. Where are we going? <laughs> I know it said 1974, but I'm utterly confused already. <laughs> so that's when you get the title, and then it says present day. And now you're introduced to uh, this group of kids. You know, all the all the main characters that we've already discussed. Carly, Nick, Paige, Wade, uh, Dalton, and Blake. This is basically like the core group of uh, kids. I'm assuming you're, you're to assume they're like, are they high school or are they college? I think they're college, right? I would hope yeah. so. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think that's kind of what they're aiming for is they're college kids and they're on their way to like a, a. I'm assuming like they said Baton Rouge, right? So I'm assuming that means they're going to like the LSU football game. It's kind of what they're on their yeah, way we'll, to. We'll, we'll go with yeah. that. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, I'm 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 sure they probably couldn't drop the the, the letters LSU, but I think. <laughs> By you, the way, did they ever say football game? I can't remember. I I think I kept remembering it, but say. The game. The game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got to go to the remember. game. This is Here, the big game. for the football. Look, I think <laughs> you are, they leave an, an, an enough context clues for you to put together, in my opinion, that they're going to an LSU football game. This is kind of what I gathered. But you're introduced to the group here as they're going, and then, like, they take a detour. So, I, I get, isn't it like they get tired? So, they decide to take this, like, off-the-road detour, and they see, like, a sign that yeah, says, like, uh, yeah. And then oh, instead yeah. of House of Wax, so look, there's a House of Wax, and then they, uh, and then they give a, uh, I can't remember who's the guy driving. They give him kind of give him shit for it. Oh, you like wax museums, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and like instead of even trying to find a hotel, they just like they just stop on the side of the road and like camp. They camp, set up right? tent. Yeah. <laughs> they pitch set a up, tent. Yeah, pitch a tent. They they just set up camp and just fucking you know here they are. <laughs> and see, at this point, I'm thinking. Yeah, these kids deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first clue that s- some shit's going down is like as they're camping and they're fucking around, uh, a horrible smell like blows through the camp. They're like, "Good lord, what's that stench?" You know, but like they don't they don't really investigate it. They're just kind of like uh, moving on. As they're there at night, they're just fucking around and drinking or whatever the hell they're doing. A truck rides up and uh, is shining his lights at the camp, and he's not really responding to them or anything. So Nick, he's kind of like the group asshole, badass, whatever, however you want to label him, right? The bad twin. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's got a stick up his ass about whatever the fuck, it doesn't matter. Um, He just like, motherfucker, and then takes like a a bottle or something in a rock and throws it at the truck and like busts one of the, uh, the headlights out. And then the truck backs up and leaves. They wake up the next morning and like, 
the one dude, I think his name's Dalton, he keeps walking around and recording everybody with a camcorder. Ah, 2005. <laughs> <laughs> um, he wakes up the next morning and he can't find his camera. Like, someone took it. So, like, the engine, one of the belts in the engine of the car is cut. So, uh, clearly, somebody came into the camp in the middle of the night and, you know, was fucking sabotaging things. Carly and Paige, I believe, right? Like, Paris Hilton's character, don't they go out to the woods take a piss and before they're all about to leave or whatever they're doing and then like she falls down a hill and into this huge animal <laughs> park pit <laughs> as one finds in the middle of the woods oh yeah <laughs> well, i mean what what else do you do with uh roadkill <laughs> you don't do anything to them and you just throw them in this huge pit <laughs> well i was gonna the say you, don't uh, you just anyway. leave them on the side of the road <laughs> Yeah, well, there's that too. Uh, but not in bumfuck Louisiana, which I, I guess the, I don't know if they ever really specifically say they're in Louisiana, but once again, well, context no, clues. No, I, I believe I saw somewhere that the movie is supposed to take place somewhere in Florida. Maybe. I, fuck. Like I said, they, they never really are specific about it. They just say they're going to this big game or whatever, right? So they never actually come right out and say like this. And maybe they did, and I just... I went to go get something to drink and I missed it. Or, <laughs> but I pulled a professor. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. But I, I guess it, geographically it doesn't matter. I mean, because like I said, the whole thing was filmed in Australia, so <laughs> they do a piss poor job of uh, the geography of everything here. Um, I mean, hell, they could have just said this is in Australia. Would it have mattered? You know, like. <laughs> so she falls into the old animal park pit, and uh, this redneck dude shows up. As he's like dumping like a like an old deer carcass in there, and uh, as she like uh, falls or whatever, she sees like a hand sticking out of the uh, out of the animal parts. Carcass. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then they quickly he quickly like goes out there. And is like no, you know, this is just like a dummy hand, and lifts it up, and they're all like, what the hell, you know? Which once again, why the hell is there a dummy hand in the middle of these uh, animal parts? <laughs> I think and what's, he, what's, he say something? I think he said something about that he found it on the side of the road too, and he just tossed it out there with him or something, or he found it somewhere. Like I it guess was it was supposed to be to from the wax museum, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what he or, says, but why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, like, this will be funny. It could have been from the wax museum because it wasn't wax, right? I mean, if it was wax, it just would have been falling apart. Not to it mention it was like Anakin. Not to mention, well, here, was no... let's, let's sit this out in the middle of nowhere. This will be funny, you know, out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> where nobody's going to see it. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that, like, as you, you know, spoiler alert, as you come to find out, there's really no fucking mannequins in this place, right? Like, so where the hell did this mannequin arm come from? <laughs> so the redneck guy says he'll take them into town to uh, get the, the car part that they need, you know, the, uh, the engine belt. Carly and Wade go with him uh, to go get the belt. They get about halfway there, or they're almost there, and, like, they get to, like, this little, like, there's, like, a creek bog or whatever the hell in the middle of the road, so they have to, like, stop and walk across it. Um, so they kind of walk in there themselves. They go into town for the belt. Did you notice the theater that's there in the town was playing Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? Yeah. 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 <laughs> cool little uh, side throw there. Although it would have been kind of cool, though, if it, were, if it were playing, like, say, Mystery of the Wax Museum or House of Wax. <laughs> Instead of that, you know, mm. this is where you're introduced to Bo. So they go into like a, a funeral there's, there's or there's a church and then like they open up the doors and there's a funeral going on in there. And he comes out and kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm Bo. I'm the guy that runs the the fucking uh, uh, town garage there. Uh, let me go do my, my business. Uh, let me change my clothes and I'll come and I'll get you the belt or whatever. So now as they're waiting for him, they go to the house. They see the house of wax and they go inside 
And uh, then they see the name Vincent, like, written on everything. Like, you know, they pick up a couple little pieces of wax, and Vincent's name is written on it. And there's some art on the wall that says Vincent. And I guess right there we need to take a moment to mention that. That's definitely got to be an homage to Vincent Price of the original oh, House of Wax. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, just the name Vincent and what it's applied to later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That that's exactly what I assumed as soon as I saw it. I'm like, oh, well, that's yeah. got to be the Vincent Price thing, yeah, right? Gotta be. <laughs> oh, and then, then also the House of Wax, the exterior itself was pretty cool, which kind of reminded me of the Art Deco look of like 30s and 40s, and even I guess into the 50s a little bit. Mm-hmm. Movie theaters and everything. Yeah, from that era, it definitely had a cool look to it. Like as far as uh, yeah, it, it's pretty clear they spent the bulk of their budget on that part of it at least, you know, so they spent it right. Yeah where they spent it. Um, <laughs> so I failed to mention, like, so that they go with the redneck guy to go get the, the belt for the car, for the engine. The rest of them just like, all right, we'll leave you here, and we're going to go to the fucking football game. <laughs> so they get about halfway to the game and realize, like, the traffic's too bad. bad they're not going to make it into the game. So they just turn around and come on back. Uh, uh, Carly and Wade, as they're walking with Bo back to his house to go get the particular belt size that they need for the for the engine, this is basically where he tells them the history of the wax museum and, you know, kind of like, yeah, you know, this family owned it or whatever. Shit went, shit went south. The guy, the, the husband or something was doing like unnatural experiments on people or some shit like that. And, um, there was some horrible accident, you know, it basically just kind of catches them all up to speed about like why this town is kind of like, you know, middle of nowheresville, you know, and why this ha- has this, uh, wax museum there. So Wade, they get to the wax museum and they they kind of split up. No, no, I'm sorry. They're not at the wax museum. They go to Bo's house, and he and it's like he's like, yeah, I gotta go use the bathroom. And then he immediately goes in there and just starts snooping around in the fucking house. Right? Like, doesn't even doesn't even make it look like I'm going to the bathroom. He's just like fucking snooping around. Again, right there, you know, these people need to die. <laughs> yeah. Well, he gets his pretty quick because somebody sneaks up on him and cuts his fucking Achilles. And then stabs him. Then uh, outside, like, Carly's kind of impatient and didn't, like, uh, where's Wade at? Bo comes out and is like, uh, I thought he came, he must still be in the bathroom. I thought he came out, you know, some some such like that. Then she eventually uh, gets clued in that Bo must have done something. So she jumps in the truck. Locks the door. She, she fights Bo and, like, locks the door and then backs it up and gets the truck stuck. And then, like... She manages, uh, as Bo's coming after her, to, like, uh, get out the back window and run away. Meanwhile, as this was going on, you see, like, this whole sequence of uh, somebody has a hold of Wade. He's still alive. And he's, like, sewing him up and fixing him up and everything. And then he just waxes him, right? Like, puts, uh, like, straps him down to a chair and, like, these, like, sprays this uh, hot wax on Wade as he's sitting, like, bolted down to the chair. Carly goes and hides in a church, in that church, you know, that you saw earlier that had the funeral in it. And then she realizes that, like, everyone in the church is a wax... Well, they, they all look like... They're all wax dummies, but as it turns out, it's real people that have been waxed. Because, like, she bumps an arm and it falls off and there's, like, clearly, like, uh, you know, blood and muscles and tendons and shit on the, uh, on the end of the arm. So Bo is chasing her around the uh, church and then he finally gets a hold of her. Nick and Dalton arrive in the town because now they've, they've come back to go, you know, find... Carly and Wade. Bo hears them like show up, so he straight up fucking like super glues her lips shut as he's got her like strapped down to a like to a chair, which makes for a pretty little like uh, skittish little scene a little bit here in a little bit. By the way, in this scene, uh, uh, Alicia Kushbert insisted on having real uh, glue on her lips. Although I'm sure it's not like super I don't glue. Think it's super glue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's like like you said, Elmer school glue or something like that. Where 
It's not going to rip her fucking lips off. You got some of this here Gorilla Glue. That might work. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is all we have. Got no so, like, there, there's this part. So, Bo goes out to to meet Nick and, like, talk. Like, oh, I haven't seen anybody here. Or they they came and left. Whatever the hell excuse he's telling uh, Nick. Meanwhile, she manages to get, out, like, cut herself out of the chair. And then, like, she's, like, up underneath, like, sticking her fingers out of, like, a little grate in the ground where, he, where Bo is standing. So, he kind of hides her hand and then goes over there with, like, some, uh... 10 snips and just fucking snips her fingertip right off <laughs> and not to give anything away for later but they really don't acknowledge that for the rest of the movie oh no like she quickly just kind of like has that moment of freak out and then like she just like kind of kind of like wraps it up and moves on with her life <laughs> like man i'd be somebody just clipped my fucking finger off i think i would have made a bigger deal out of it but <laughs> but then she manages to like unzip her mouth right like you know her lips are glued together she pulls them apart you know so it's all bloody and shit but she manages to yell for nick so that's when uh uh nick goes in and finds her and then meanwhile like the the kind of dopey friend that was going around videotaping everybody dalton he goes into the wax museum and pretty much immediately finds wade waxed but he's still alive Um, or at least he's looking around right like he's still alive and uh, even after the waxing process and then he like peels his face off like (laughs) i'll I'll get you out (laughs) of there i'm sorry let me keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you out of there, buddy. And just keeps peeling like his fucking skin off his face. And then finally, like, I think like, uh, somebody attacks him and it like cuts off a part of, uh, Wade's face or something. Right. Cause like you see his, all of his teeth, like the inside of his mouth and the side of his face, like it just peels it right or breaks right off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. In this little melee where someone attacked him, whoever it was that attacked just straight up cuts Dalton's head off. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your first real, truly gory, part of the movie i guess other than her lips being glued together and her fingers snipped off this dude gets his head chopped off now we cut to why we have paris hilton here to begin with her character Paige is with uh, her boyfriend blake and she's uh doing like a strip tease for him like i said this is the main reason why she's in the movie <laughs> to give us this to give us this little scene but the the dude's the dude's weird it's like he he needs to have music playing or something like so he's making a big deal out of it like i have to have the music playing <laughs> Um, when they have it's my aphrodisiac, yeah, because he's got like a radio playing, and then the music cuts off. So he goes outside, like, man, I gotta fix this. No, I'm I'm about to get uh get down with Paris Hilton. No, no, I gotta have this music playing. So (laughs) he goes out of the tent, and uh, that's when he realizes that Carly had tried to call, and he's listening to the voicemail. Pretty much right at this moment, someone uh attacks Paige in the tent. She runs back out, and then Blake is like basically bleeding out. He's he's uh. Is he already dead or almost dead on the ground? Like whoever it was he that attacked, got, got. yeah, yeah. Whoever attacked her had already killed him. So she runs and hides in like this. Uh, it's like an old garage or something where there's a bunch of old cars. She gets found in the car. She gets out, runs, and then the the dude shows up and like javelin throws a pipe straight <laughs> through her fucking head. <laughs> the uncanny strength. All right, all right, hold on. No, so, yeah. so, so she's in the car. She gets the pipe. She hits the guy in the face with the pipe, like like jabs at him, but it doesn't go through his head. Then she drops it, runs off, and then and then the javelin gets thrown, like straight shot into her head, right through. Because then like then like then like stick in her head, and then she falls down. Yeah, on the yeah, pipe. I think she sinks a little bit farther. Yeah, and then just kind of like slowly sinks down, like her head through the pipe. <laughs> I guess one yeah, of the more. I saw this in the theater, right? I did. Yeah. Now, what was the reaction to that? Did people like were they like laughing or like <laughs> did they cheering or? If I recall, it was probably a mix. You know, because I think when I saw this, it was probably opening weekend, so it was a decent crowd in there. Yeah. 
I think it was kind of mixed. Like half the people are like, oh my God. And the other half are just laughing their ass off, you know. <laughs> the usual uh, crowd you get, you know, in this first weekend or two. That was one of the better scenes of the movie, though, as far as just gory kill scenes, right? It's one of the better ones. Yeah. So uh, you get more of Bo chasing Carly around. And then eventually uh, they go into a, Car- Carly and Nick go into a movie theater. He chased the, chases them both into a movie theater. And this is where you actually see a scene from uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane. Like, it's playing in the background. There's, like, a musical number playing as he's looking for them. And then, uh, th- but they're hiding, like, <laughs> they're doing, like, the old Scooby-Doo hiding trick where they're just, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where they just act like they're one of the mannequins in the crowd yeah. in the theater. <laughs> and then right as... Uh, one of the ridiculous moments, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of many ridiculous moments. Um, <laughs> and I, I guess a way to save money on t- the budget for this Instead of having a bunch of wax figures or mannequins sitting out there, that was actually a bunch of people just with masks on. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they don't have to have a bunch of mannequins. They just uh, faked it. <laughs> but then eventually he sees her, but, you know, she's able to uh, duck and get out of there. So they run out, and then Nick just shoots the fucking dude. He shoots Bo with a uh, shoots Bo with an arrow. Get it? <laughs> He's got like a, a crossbow. I couldn't think of the name of what it was. He's got a crossbow, and he shoots him with it. Shoots him a couple times, and they just basically kind of leave him for dead, right? Like, they don't even make sure that he's dead. And this one of those... I just trying to kill me, man. He's he's getting curb stomped. Yeah. Oh, it, dude, man, I'm shooting this dude with, like, 45 arrows, pulling the arrows <laughs> out and stabbing him with him again. You know, he's dead. I'm going to make sure of it. But, you know, they just kind of shoot him a couple times and take off running, you know, uh, as horror... People in horror movies tend to do. Then, after they leave the theater, like, they think they've left him for dead... They go back to and they're Bo's trying house. to go back and get the phone out of the truck. So she like reaches up under there, like feels around for like two seconds. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> After a thorough, uh, exhaustive look. <laughs> here, let's go in the house. I'm sure there's a phone in there. And that's where they find like some newspaper clippings and some information about Siamese twins being like, you know, born stuck together and then they had some type of surgery that separated them. So now you're starting to put two and two together. That like there was twin brothers that were connected, they got disconnected, and then they went uh, either one or both went fucking crazy because of it. Um, so that's basically what you come to the conclusion that you're dealing with here. Then of course Bo shows back up because he's not dead, and then he pulls the arrows out like he's got one I think stuck in his arm, another in his chest or something like that. Or I think he pulls one out of his arm, and then like the other one he just kind of like clips it off, but it's right there in his chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the truck arrives. Remember the one f- from earlier that had, like, the blue-out uh, headlight, headlight? And it's got all the other people, like, the other dead members of the group in there, like Paige and Blake and I think uh, Dalton's headless body, maybe, or whatever. They're in the back. And uh, so they see this, and they're like, oh, fucking, you know, and now we're dead. And now they realize everyone else is dead, and they're the only ones still alive. Then they find, maybe Dalton wasn't in there, because right after that, they found him dead, but he's been waxed. And he's the one that remember that got. He did it. He was waxed. But remember, he's the one that got his head chopped off. So like they kind of rock the body, and then like the head falls off. So then uh, you realize that the other person is Vincent. Remember the name on the stuff in the wax museum that you saw earlier. He's the other. He's he's the brother of Bo. So Vincent attacks, and they run off. And then uh, they go into the wax, the house of wax, and then they find the wax Wade. So they kind of have a moment of freaking out there, and then they fight Bo. And then that start that in this fight they start a fire, and the fire starts to like melt the museum because this literally this entire museum is made of wax. Like everything in it, the building itself, it's all made of wax. 
So a fire is like uh, Superman's kryptonite, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And never mind the fact. I mean, we, we know we, we've already talked about a bunch of ridiculous scenes, but and never mind the fact that even if it were really made of wax, the second they stepped on there, especially on the second floor, it just would have just crumbled right through the ground floor. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, <clears throat> it would. Just, but of course, it makes for the great visual. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does make for a cool visual in the last fifteen twenty minutes here, but not very realistic. <laughs> Yeah. And whether you live in Florida or in Louisiana, exactly. <laughs> uh, it doesn't get hot and humid at all. Yeah, like w- r- like you said, regardless of whether this is supposed to be Louisiana or Florida, there would never be a house like this down there. <laughs> yeah, not in, not in the southern climate. No, no. maybe if it this was like, like fucking North Dakota, uh, <laughs> Carly beats Bo with a bat, like she's got a baseball bat, and she just beats the shit out of him. But Well, basically, I guess kills him, right? And then Vincent shows up, and uh, they run. Then Nick fights Vincent in the wax. Like, they're, they're kind of like, now the, the whole place is kind of getting, like, super waxy and, like, you know, like uh, mud or, like, uh, uh, quicksand, right? But wax. So it's kind of, like, hard to move around in this shit. Carly pulls a knife from Nick's leg because uh, Nick got stabbed by Vincent and then stabs Vincent. And then they fall through the floor. And then, of course, Vincent lands right on top of Bo, you know, the dead body of Bo. So now they're the conjoined twins again, right? <laughs> they fall right <laughs> on top of each other, and they're conjoined again. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure they're expecting you to go, oh. <laughs> so they were the Siamese twins. <laughs> so Carly and Nick managed to get out of the museum as it melts. And I mean, like, completely melts, like, you know, like a big glob of uh, wax all the way through. So now it's, like, the next morning, and the cops have arrived, as always, you know, like, it's always, like, the next morning, the cops show up well after everything has already went down. Then as they're leaving, you can hear on the, the cops talking on the radio, whatever, one of the cops says, the Sinclairs, and that was the name of the family that owned the wax museum, the Sinclairs had three kids, and then as they're, like, riding away, you see that redneck guy that had took them there in the truck. Um, he's just waving at him as he's like petting a dog or something like that. So then you get the end credits. So there is 2005's House of Wax, a remake of a remake. So I guess you're left to assume that that redneck dude was the the other Sinclair kid, right? I, I, I guess that's kind of what you're left to assume. Yeah. You it's, would assume, but but even with that, like he's like the one guy that doesn't fit in with all the cops there, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So excuse me, sir, what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Sinclair. All right, you're coming with us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there should be no one here because we know that this was just a dummy town made of wax. Everything is wax here. And you're the only guy, like you said, that doesn't fit in. So <laughs> also, wouldn't this wouldn't this town stink god awful if they're like melting you know, putting melting wax on people and letting them just kind of starve to death? <laughs> like, would, well, maybe the wax encases the people, right? Like, you know, so the stink isn't quite as bad because they've been waxed. No? Ooh, All right. I well, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about as plausible as anything yeah. else right in the movie. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. This is Dan. Who gives a fuck? A, a waxed floor. Yeah. And not falling through it. <laughs> in the Florida slash Louisiana heat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I guess as per usual, we have to put a star rating on this mug. So, Will, we will start with you. Mm, I'm going to give this one a one and a quarter stars. And really, really, uh, all that is just for the javelin throw. <laughs> it earns a bonus star just for the perfect throw on Paris Hilton. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Smoke, what say you, my friend? Uh, I think I'm going to go with a five. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> a one. <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could pull a one out for it, I think. One star. From... Yeah. I, I... It's, a, 
you know, and uh, honestly, this, this is, that's probably more than what I would have given it in 2005 if I'd completed watching it back then. I actually liked it slightly better this time around than when I started watching it in 2005. Back then, I probably would have given it one quarter of one of a star, maybe. <laughs> the uh, the I just uh, was not too fond of a remake. I mean, I've never been the biggest fan of remakes, you know. But uh, this one was even uh, kind of lower on the totem. But now, since then, I've seen a lot of movie uh, remakes that have been even worse than The House of Wax, hence the uh, one-star rating now. So that's actually a, an improvement for me on it. Well, I guess all we can say is that the director, uh, Jaume Collette Sarah, and the writers, Chad and Carrie Hayes, at least they did go on to uh, do other things that we enjoyed a whole hell of a lot better. So they, they did redeem yeah. themselves since then. So <laughs> they don't... I guess they earn one smack instead of two smacks for this. But yeah, uh, I, I think I'm going to kind of be around where you guys are. I'm going to give it a star, uh, star and a half. I, I, it was a little, like I said earlier, I alluded to, it was a little bit better than I remembered it. But that ain't saying much. It's just too long. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's just way too long. I mean, like it had moments, right? Like the Paris Hilton was a kill scene was was awesome, and it did have some decent gore going for it here and there. Yeah, and the, the whole uh, and, the, and the conclusion was pretty cool. Idiot. You know, Despite the ridiculousness of it all, I mean, yeah, the the, the house of wax melting down was was a cool visual. Yeah, so I mean, there are a few redeeming qualities to it. So it, it's just it, my my main criticism is just way too damn long. Like <laughs> you could cut. I'm not even exaggerating. Thirty minutes out of this movie, <laughs> it's probably a tighter, more entertaining movie if you did that. It's like they they realize like, man, we need to do a lot of character work here to make you give a yeah, yeah. fuck about I any of these people. And it, like, and none of the character character work was develop, developing the characters any more than if they had just cut all that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it didn't make you care anymore about the characters. No, not really. <laughs> if anything, it made you want, it made you even want them to die sooner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, re- really all, all they could have done was, uh, had like, a uh, uh, Cushbert and, and Hilton sit in a car. Oh, so you are, you are moving to New York or, or, or is your boyfriend staying? Oh, okay. Okay. So you're pregnant, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Go. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean like you didn't really need any of the Siamese twin shit, right? Like did you really need any of that? Just I guess they wanted to explain the deformed face. But why even have somebody with a deformed face? Couldn't it have just been a normal face person chasing these kids around? I mean like did you really need this convoluted story? Uh oddly enough I spoke spoke to the writer and his answer was no. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, like I said, I, I'm just going to lean on the fact that they, a lot of these people moved on to bigger and better things. So let's just, <laughs> let's remember them best for that <laughs> as opposed to house of wax. <laughs> I guess it has its own little place in, uh, you know, modern horror, I guess, you know, it's own little weird side street, but, uh, that's where it needs to stay. Yeah. I pretty much like the, any, uh, any, any given other dark castle remake. I like better than this one. Like the ones we've mentioned earlier, <laughs> 13 ghosts. Yeah, just I've seen pretty much all of those that you mentioned, and like I remember all of those a little more fondly than I remember this one. So, yeah, uh, maybe I'll look at it differently when we get around to watching them for the uh, for the show here. So there you go. We don't really recommend it, but hey, if you feel like you you need to watch it, then be my guest. If you want to see Paris Hilton get impaled by a huge pipe? Then, yeah, then whoa, go look on YouTube whoa. for that one thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait a minute! I was, I was, I was sorry. I, I mean, that was the other Paris Hilton thing. That seems yeah, to happen yeah, let, a lot. Let's get it right. If you want to see Paris Hilton, be recorded. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. <laughs> got really nothing to add to that. So Professor, what do you got for the old Gore score for this one? Oh, you know, this actually had a little bit more. Even though it's 
a shittier movie than some of the other ones we've been reviewing here recently. It, it did have a little bit more gore than some of the other ones, so I guess it, you know we've had a, a little dry spell with the gore, even though some of those other movies are really good. But the gore on this one, I, don't, I think I was going with a, I don't know, a six and a half, I guess actually. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah, for a second here, I thought we were going to get a Devil's Reign, you know, with all the melting. <laughs> oh yeah, for, yeah. For a second, and then they just cut it short. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, you know, they did miss out on an opportunity to have some... I think the shit has some of the bodies melting down into some gooey, gory, you know, thing more than they did. I mean, they had the bodies covered in wax, and you see a little, the stump of the arm when it falls off and whatnot. But, yeah, they could have definitely had more meltdown, more gory you know, meltdown in it. And it just now, I, I kid you not, occurred to me the connection between this and the Devil's Reign with the fucking wax. <laughs> like... I don't know. I, oh, didn't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier. <laughs> Apparently, we have a fucking running wax theme going on right now that <laughs> that we were subliminally trying to get across. And see, for a second, I was you know like it just popped into my head. I was like, all right, well maybe the reason they didn't go that gore, you know, super gory, is maybe they were trying to keep it PG thirteen. But nope, it's rated R. Oh, they I were mean, there. Yeah, they leaned in. <laughs> they they definitely leaned in on the you know the rating there. I mean, like they earned the R. For sure. Yeah, you had, you had the fingers getting snipped off with the with the wire cutter things or whatever. That was pretty. Yeah, the super glue lips. Ow. The head chopped off. Yeah, the dude. Head chopped you... off. The Paris Hilton pipe and pale. Oh wait a minute. The dude's. <laughs> the dude's face getting peeled off, like you know, with the wax. Just the fact that like at least one guy got waxed alive. You know, that's pretty gruesome, right? Yeah. That'd be a horrible way to go. There's a number of things there. It's just. <laughs> And, you know, the, here's the funny it's part. Just, uh, you know, you could watch it for that, too, I guess, but it wouldn't. I don't know if it's. There's so many other movies you could watch that have even more gore in it. If you, you know, the gore factor is something you're watching it for. Probably not not, not a good enough trade-off there. You know? <laughs> and here's one more thing I'll point out before we, uh, you know, do the last couple of little bits here. We all pretty much agreed that The Devil's Reign was not a good movie, but we all gave it a higher score <laughs> than we just gave, <laughs> gave House of Wax. Now, you know. Two different oh, yeah, kinds yeah. of movies, right? I'd much right? rather watch Devil's Reign a few more times. Actually, I'd much rather watch Home Sweet Home <laughs> again. Wow. Yikes. Ooh, that's a that's a tough uh that's a tough Sophie's choice right there, brother. I ain't gonna lie. Like, which one? <laughs> I can't remember exactly what the rating was. and you might not have them in front of you right now. I don't remember what the rating was I gave. Or any of us necessarily gave Home Sweet Home. Oh, I got, I, I got a feeling I probably gave it more a higher rating maybe than than I gave this one. Well, it's since, Slightly, you, yeah. since you bring it up and you're curious, I happen to have it right here. Will, you gave Home Sweet Home a half a star. Smoke, <laughs> you gave it one and a half stars, and I gave it one star. So <laughs> they're fairly comparable on the old uh, meter there. <laughs> yeah. Very and I think comparable. the only reason, the only, really, the only reason for me that it would outweigh, you know, it's watching Home Sweet Home before this one again is I, I got a thing for older horror movies, I guess, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, Nostalgia factor. Some, it, there's something about, like, you know, something from the 70s or 80s, maybe even the, you yeah. know, early to mid 90s that you can kind of, like, you can forgive it for sucking in a way because, you know, maybe you're nostalgic for the time period, whatever the reasons are, right? But there's something about, yeah. like, you know, at least for our age bracket, because I think we're all about the same age, you know, give or take a few years. Uh, yeah. Something about, like, this new, because, you know, our invisible line of embarkation is 2000, right? You know, for old yep. versus new. Something about these newer movies, man, I'm going to be a little less forgiving about uh, <laughs> the suck factor. You know? <laughs> oh, damn it, it was made in 2001 and it sucks. It really sucks. But if it was made in 1971 and it sucks, eh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a double standard, but it is what it is. Well, they it didn't is. have like, the CGI. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes CGI can really 
really kill a movie as far as uh, depending on how cheap they went for it or how early stage of CGI it was. And I'm all for like I'm I'm the kind of like if you can do it practically, then do it with practical effects. Yeah. Even though well, sometimes I that's not as uh, feasible. Yeah. Sometimes it costs more to do it that way too. So one last thing before we put this one. Uh... So we bury this one down in the wax hole. Will, what is the kill count? I'm gonna I'm gonna call it six on this one. Four from our original crew, plus the two brothers. But you could honestly go eighty, a hundred, <laughs> two hundred. I, I don't know. Yeah. How many? Like, how, how, many all the how many bodies, bodies were in the tank? The bodies here and there. Yeah. <laughs> I think six is probably a more fair, accurate count. Since you know, but kind of because that's kind of what you see. You know, so I, I think that's probably. But either way, you could, you know, it doesn't really matter. By, <laughs> by the way, th- there was a there was a character that that pretty much almost got completely cut out of this uh, this 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 version of the movie. But you remember, at some point, you see somebody putting wax on a naked woman's body. Yeah, and they don't ever acknowledge it in the movie. Apparently, in a original uh, version of this, uh, like I think the one of the brothers like picked up a girl hitchhiker. Like walking down the road. So this, oh, so this is probably just never story. showed it. <laughs> so on the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, this is probably a deleted scene or something. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. If I cared enough to go dig that out and find it, I guess I, I guess we can add it in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. That's House of Wax from '05. I think one of our more universally disliked movies that we've done out of our. Uh, Nearly 40 episodes, so there's that. All right, so hopefully happier times are ahead of us because uh, at least uh, something a little bit more a little bit more enjoyable because it's horrible, but we can laugh at it kind of thing. For our next movie, we're going to be talking about Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park from 1978. Oh, I've, yeah. I've never seen this. Will, have you seen it? Oh, like a thousand times. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the one, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's the Scooby Doo, right? Yeah. Oh no, no, it's not. Well, oh. well, well. No, it's not. But it, there's a connection, right? We'll get yeah. into that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that. That's what we call Actually, a, te- for, a for tease. Me, it's a personal, very much a, a personal movie for me because I did I did see it when it originally aired as a as a NBC movie of the week for the Halloween season uh, of 1978. We'll get into that story once we get to that. But uh, definitely has a connection for me. Yeah, I think there's probably, if nothing else, a few interesting stories that we can glean out of this. Although I'm sure the oh, movie. Yeah. I'm sure the movie is going to suck ass. I mean, I've never seen it, but <laughs> I'm sure it kind of is what well, it is. You know, I mean, it ha- has its own place in yeah, time, right? It, it's it, it's a different kind of sucking ass, though, than House of Wax. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I mean, it's well, made in 1978, I so it's... We, I got a lot to say about the movie when we get to it. I don't want to give them too much away. But, I mean, you know, Kiss themselves weren't too <laughs> keen on the movie being released. That's how and much... And it's our uh, second Gene much... Simmons movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is our second, <laughs> second Gene Simmons movie. Which of all, all the, uh, of the four members of Kiss in the movie he probably did you could see where he would might would go on to have a little bit more of an acting career than, than the other <laughs> which uh i've been going back and doing a little bit of uh like i have to go back and listen to like some clips from the or pull some clips from uh the past year because our big year-end anniversary show is always at halloween that's our halloween spectacular right um so i've been going back and listening to some episodes since last year and i i was just listening to the uh episode 24 never too young to die 
Yeah, that is definitely one. If you haven't listened to that episode or watched that movie, <laughs> go watch the movie and then go listen to that episode because that's one of our better ones. It really is. Dargrove. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Good Lord, you scared the shit out of me. I don't know what you're talking me. about. So what was your name again? Stargrove. <laughs> yes. Uh, Stargrove. Oh, God. I can, I can watch that movie. I can pull that movie out right now after we get off the podcast and then watch it. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what? I'm just going to erase everything we just did and we're going to talk about Never Too Young to Die again. <laughs> Uh, Esse Strasse? Um, oh, Esse Strasse. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't say it right the first time. Now I got you. But I, did, I didn't damn change there. a damn thing. Yep, yep, you did. I got you. <laughs> so anyways, Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. The IMDB synopsis for this is KISS, all capital letters, of course, a rock band made up of superheroes, battles an <laughs> evil inventor, who has plans for destruction at a California amusement park? That is awesome. So we're going to we're going to uh, watch that and talk about that on the, on uh, on episode 39 coming up uh, here uh, in the next couple of weeks. So uh, I guess uh, you guys got anything else you want to add here before we tap out on House of Wax? I'm all good. All right. So for the Professor Smoke and Will, I'm Josh. We are the All American Spook Show podcast. And we will see you next time for Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Par. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.